Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're in chapter 25, looking at verses 6 through 8, read from today's New International Version. Festus is on his way back to Caesarea. Well, it says he's returned to Caesarea. And and that he came from Jerusalem down to Caesarea. And he will begin the case of uh, Paul, who is a Roman citizen. Paul is the alleged troublemaker for the Jews. So that trial is about to begin again. And as before, the Jewish leaders from Jerusalem gathered around and made many serious accusations that they could not prove. So let's listen to Acts chapter 25, verses 6 through 8, read from today's New International Version. After spending eight or ten days with them, Festus went down to Caesarea. The next day he convened the court and ordered that Paul be brought before him. When Paul came in, The Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him. They brought many serious charges against him, but they could not prove them. Then Paul made his defense. I have done nothing wrong against the Jewish law or against the temple or against Caesar. Again, Acts chapter 25 Verses 6 through 8, read from today's New International Version. I'll be back with insights from the uh, commentaries, and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott, and I pray that you are enjoying my podcast. Stitcher listeners, you can listen, like, and follow on Pandora. Five Minutes in the Word is available on your favorite podcast apps, including Amazon Podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, and so many others. Please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that's Acts chapter 25, verses 6 through 8, read from today's International Version. Festus is on, uh, well, he's sitting on the judgment seat. And he's uh, in the place, he's convening the court, and he's ordered that Paul is uh, brought to him, or brought to court. Um, Once again, Paul is on trial before a Gentile ruler accused by religious leaders. As before, Paul's life was in danger, should he be found guilty. And we have to remember, the Gentile rulers are probably... uh, not familiar with Judaism, so they probably don't understand the uh, I guess the, the why the Jewish leaders are in such a such an uproar, and they're trying to get to the bottom of it. The Jews stood around the um, judgment seat. It says when Paul came in, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, which intimates that they were many. It also intimates that they were unanimous. They stood by one another 
even though they were wrong, and resolved to hold together, and that they were intent upon the prosecution, and eager and clamoring, or arguing, or shouting, or trying to persecute Paul. They stood around about, if possible, to frighten the judge into compliance with their malicious design or to frighten Paul, who's the prisoner, and make him lose his composure, but in vain. Paul, too, uh, had, uh, he was strong and just. He, he had a strong and just assurance, and he wasn't frightened by them. He knew he had done no wrong, so he wasn't going to back down. And as we read and continue going through the rest of this, you'll see that Paul, uh, has he stands boldly. And we know it's by the power of the Holy Spirit who gives him um, the, the tenacity he needs to stand against these powerful people, including uh, the governor, including the king, who he's going to uh, be brought before. God um, empowers him and gives him what he needs because he did tell uh, Jesus did tell Paul in the vision that he would be with him so Paul is he's confident and again I I'm, I know it's by the power of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit gives us that confidence we need when we're facing situations that we don't know how we get out of or it seems like it's a, a a situation that's um, not, you know, it's like it's an impossible situation. And he gives us what we need to be able to stand and having done all to stand. But let me go ahead and finish. And this is from um, what I'm sharing now is from Matthew Henry. Um, Paul, he wasn't, he was strong and he, in, in his assurance, he wasn't frightened. When they stood round about him, they brought many and grievous, uh, grievous accusations against Paul. They charged him with high crimes and misdemeanors. The articles of impeachment were many and contained things of a heinous nature. So they laid all these serious complaints against Paul but could not prove them. As before, the religious leaders had the accusations, but no evidence. And Paul was able to answer for himself. When he was allowed, uh, because he was allowed by Roman law to do so, he pleaded his own cause and showed the falsehood of the charges exhibited against him. Paul succinctly denied all the charges that had been blasted at him. He applied his denial to the three main areas of the accusation. He said he did not um, um, defile. He didn't do anything against the laws of the Jews, the law of Moses, whether moral, ceremonial, judge, uh, judicial, uh, nor not the moral law, that he was a strict observer of, both before and since his conversion, not of the ceremonial law, but though he it was abolished, and he knew it was, yet for peace's sake, and he condescended to the weakness of some, 
And in order to gain others, he submitted to it and was performing a branch of it when he was seized in the temple. He was in the last part of uh, the Nazarite vow. And nor had he uh, broken any judicial laws, which concerned the laws of the Jews and their civil affairs, neither against the temple at Jerusalem. They said that he profaned the temple because they said he brought a Gentile into it. But that was a falsehood, at least a mistake. And he did not defile, again, the Jewish law, the temple, or the Roman government. He wasn't trying to set up a government against Caesar. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you as we study and read about Paul and uh, all of the obstacles, not just Paul, but other uh, disciples faced, your apostles, and even our Savior, the things that they faced. And you did say many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you will deliver us from them all. So we thank you for that, Father. We thank you as we see pictures of it, as we study your word. Praying for those who need you in a special way, whatever the needs are, Father. I can't articulate them, and Holy Spirit, you know what the needs are. So we are um, asking in the name of of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit that needs are met as only uh, our Father can do. In the name of Jesus, bless Father, and we're thanking you in advance for answered prayers. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.